Welcome to the NTT20 betting show sponsored by Black Type Bet. This is the show bite-sized, easily digestible rundown of the weekend EFL coupon. Hopefully giving you some tips and in theory some winners as well. The good people at Black Type have very handily set up a URL on their website, a section just for the NTT20 tips. You can find that at www.blacktype.bet forward slash sportsbook forward slash soccer forward slash NTT20. We will tweet the link when it's live and you'll be able to find all of our bets there so you can easily add to that or use the ones that we've uh, put forward for your weekend punts. We will also run down the bets at the end of the podcast. So if you prefer the old pen and paper approach, then that's fine too. George, last week, how did we get on? Uh, I mean, I love doing this podcast with you, Ali, but uh, this is fast becoming my least favourite part of my week where I have to run through a few losers. And uh, I said that we were going to turn it around, but sadly for me, it was another pretty shambolic uh, weekend of action and tips. My nap was Villa, who were undone harshly by a late Reading penalty in injury time, which has cost me my week of profits. That was a loser. Colchester also got beat. Uh, Wigan minus one was a massive loser given they lost 1-0 at Loftus Road. And Brentford and BTTS, yes, was bad, but Brentford didn't score and uh, and they lost. So all in all, pretty poor. Luckily, kept the good BTTS run going with, with Rochdale and Walsall. And, uh, and Luton got the job done, winning 3-2 as well. So I was um, minus 3.35 for the weekend. Very sorry, guys, who, who followed me. And try and keep the faith if you can. I've got some good ones coming up this weekend. Uh, and minus 4.87 overall. Uh, Ali, you had another profitable weekend helped by your saddler boys um who are doing you out at the moment obviously that was your nap at 12 to 5 which was a winner um also btts yes was a winner in lincoln Notts county the other one swansea berry uh, minus one uh, for barnsley and also brentford and over two and a half in the match in focus were all losers but because of that winning nap at a really nice price of 12 to 5 1.6 profit for the weekend 8.3 overall you have a massive lead on me the target is set now for me to try and usurp you. I think that uh, there might have been some sort of karmic irony about Reading scoring a penalty of all things to, to gub you out of your nap. It's not the first time they've done me out of a few quid as well this season, <laughs> so uh, Reading fans will be happy to hear. Uh, we go again, and our match in focus is where we will start. Now, we didn't put this one up for a vote because there is such an obvious game of the weekend in the EFL this weekend and it's Leeds versus Middlesbrough the Friday night game on Sky Sports 7.45pm kickoff. couple of interesting sort of threads to start pulling at here George, starting with um, the managers of course, Marcelo Bielsa and Tony Pulis. Uh, if you had to do a sort of power rankings of uh, championship managers at this stage of the season uh, not only are these teams uh, at the top of the table, but these managers would probably be number one and number two. In, in which order, though? I mean, it's hard to say that now. I think, obviously, in, in the world sphere, it has to be Bielsa above, but Pulis has done a, a lot more than, than win three or four games uh, in English football. Um, it's interesting, though, hearing people talking about this game. It, it's obviously the big clash. It's going to be live on Sky Sports. It's going to be a great game and a really early marker for, for the two favourites to go up now. Um, but talk of a clash of styles, and obviously Pulis ball isn't very similar to Bielsa ball, but I think people tuning in expecting to see, um, uh, maybe given the uh, the way that Leeds will play, Pulis will revert more to type, but this season they've been pretty good to watch, I'd say, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. 
Middlesbrough have played the 20th most long balls in the division per whoscored.com. So that really backs up what you're saying there. Perfect. Uh, Leeds, have, Leeds have played <laughs> the fewest long balls in the division. So, um, you know, go into this one with a blank canvas, re Tony Pulis's Middlesbrough, because what I think he's shown so far this season is a real tactical flexibility, uh, not only in terms of team shape, where they've uh, enjoyed using four at the back and uh, three at the three at the back with, with, with wing-backs as well. He's getting a lot out of his players, and I think that at the start of the season, if you just looked at the transfer business of Middlesbrough, uh, there may have been a few concerns, but at this stage at least, Pulis's skill as a manager has more than made up for, for any um, differences in, in, in squad quality. And, and to be honest... There is still so much good in that side. I mean, set pieces is, has always been a, a big differential for Tony Pulis's side. And Middlesbrough have already scored four. That's the joint most in the division. Um, four of their nine goals from set plays. I think because of that strength uh, and because of their defensive strength as well, um, then, then Middlesbrough can always be considered um, you know, to have a chance in any game. And um, a clash of managing styles. But in terms of key players to watch, George Leeds, I mean, I don't know where you even start with them, but um, Saiz, Pablo, Alioski last week were all sensational. Roof we've spoken about before, and they've got Pontus Janssen back now as well. Yeah, I think you've just taken them all off, really. Well, um, what about Calvin Phillips then? I'm, I'm still not convinced by Calvin Phillips. I know he's, he's had a good start to the season. Um, although Marcelo Bielsa did come out and say that he wanted him to start uh, playing every minute of every game this season. Well, he started last night yeah. in the Carabao. Exactly. And then he hooked him off after 20 minutes or half an hour against Wanzee. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always had my reservations about Phillips. I think that he's got a massive task um, in terms of, of he's having to basically play two roles by being the man sitting in front of what is effectively five pretty attacking players. Obviously, Click can play a bit deeper as well if need be, but really, given Alioski, Saiz, Hernandez and Roof's attacking tendencies and Click starting off the season in very good goal-scoring form, Phillips' job is, is really, really crucial. I'm not convinced yet that he's necessarily up to it despite his good start to the season, um, especially with Douglas Nailing, uh, very attacking fullbacks who've started the season like an absolute train. Um, for my tip here, I am going to lean away from Leeds. Um, I got a couple of pelters after saying on, on Sky Sports' as EFL Matters that I wasn't convinced that Leeds were going to win the league, uh, despite saying they had a very good start to the season and that I was really impressed with them, which I think goes some way to show how the expectations of Leeds fans have changed uh, since Marcelo Bielsa came in. Um, but I'm not convinced that results, uh, that performances have necessarily maintained the high level that we saw early on. Um, I've spoken before about my concerns about that first half against uh, Rotherham. I thought they were lucky to get... Um, a point against Leeds and and even in the Norwich game the XG data suggests that they were you know the, the result 3-0 scoreline really really flattered them and then a very very flat performance unable to break down 10-man Preston in the cup midweek um, I'm not sure that this is the game they need right now um, I think Tony Pulis will come into it very confident in his team I think getting Besic in um, has been a huge huge plus for them as well and he'll cause absolute havoc given the amount of space that, I mean I know he's he's basically sits pretty deep but he's pretty tenacious and he'll get around the pitch a lot and I think there's going to be a lot of room to work with for counter-attacks and Pulis is a master of this I mean he'll go to Ellen Road knowing that a point is fine but they'll be able to nick it on the break Uh, they've had no problem scoring goals this season no problem creating chances and I am going for uh, Middlesbrough draw no bet at 5-4 with black type is my tip for this one Uh, I just feel like Leeds are a little bit skinny given the start that Middlesbrough have made a Besic first half yellow card if he starts is an absolute <laughs> nailed on nap. Uh, but that's not my tip for this game. I'm slightly differing here from uh, George. I think that um, 
with with Leeds, I said it on EFL Matters, and I'll say it here: when the rest of the league is essentially clinging to the fact that you might get a bit tired after 35, 40 games, then I'd say you're, you're clearly doing something right. And, and that's pretty much what's happening from what I've seen. Those are the big reservations for people trying to find a way that, that Leeds and Bielsa will, will slow down. Um, from what I've seen, uh, the level that they've been playing at, then uh, if they keep that up, then, then I have absolutely no doubt that Leeds will be champions. I think that um, despite a disappointing result in midweek in the Carabao Cup, I am going to back Leeds to win this with both teams to score. Uh, that's at 16-5, to five, so just over 3-1. to one. I do think that Borough's just absolutely consistent threat from set pieces mean that, uh, you know, as... as as an addition to the talent that they have in open play, and I don't want to just mark them down as a team that only scores from set pieces, but I think that they're, they're basically always a threat to, to score, and um, I certainly think that Leeds will also have plenty of chances, and if they can continue this hot finishing form, um, which may stem from the confidence that's been instilled in them, then, uh, then I'm going to go with Leeds and BTTS at 16-5. to five. So you can either go with a guy who's eight and a half points in profit for the season or the guy who's uh, four points down and, and is due a winner. I think it's a pretty easy uh, easy decision that one to make. Yeah, although I will say, you know, picking a bet for the match in focus is interesting because for the rest of our bets, we are just picking our best bet from 72 games. Yeah. This one, we've got we to find a good one for, for individual games. And a game like this, you know, we're trying to pick interesting even games and that makes it probably even harder this game you know a really really hard one to call no doubt about that but we will move on black type have got a really interesting market that no other bookmaker has and it pertains to the championship they've got a market that you can find on their sports book if you navigate to the championship section and scroll down which is the team to score the most goals over the course of the season. Um, it's an each-way market as well, George. So just talk us through the market, the current favourites, um, and, and, and any interests that you have. Yeah, so the each-way terms are quarter of the odds for the top three. So if you bat someone each-way, obviously it's double your stake, and, uh, and if you get a place, you get some returns. Uh, Leeds are the overwhelming favourite at 13-8, to eight, which does seem on the short side to me, given what I've just been saying. Uh, Sheffield, Sheffield United, maybe surprisingly, to some 13-2 second favourite. It's West Brom nine to one, Middlesbrough ten to one, Aston Villa ten to one, Wigan fourteen to one, Stoke eighteen to one, Brentford and Nottingham Forest twenty to one, and then twenty to one bar. So all others bigger than twenty to, than twenty twos. Um, so twenty two to one bar. I have a couple of of slight fancies. Um, I think that Wigan with the team I looked at, I looked for immediately and was a little bit put off by the price. Um, I hope for a bit bigger. I thought they may be a bit of a sleeper. Um, but especially after drawing a blank at Loftus Road, which I don't think many teams will manage this season. Mm. Um, Brentford are another one who interests me. Um, but having said that, I, I mean, I wasn't particularly impressed with their performance at Villa um, and off the back of another blank at, at Blackburn. You don't want to be too reactive because I'm pretty confident this, this Brentford team uh, and the attacking talents they've got on display will continue to score goals. But at 20 to 1 again, not quite enough to tempt me in. Uh, the team I'm going to go for are a team who are a fair way behind already um, in this um, and that's Bristol City uh, who scored seven goals so far this season Leeds leading the way on 14 uh, West Brom 13 second uh, Aston Villa and Brentford on, and Wigan are all on 10 
The reason being that, you know, it's something we've discussed before. I think you want to look at, um, at managerial philosophies over necessarily players and the success of teams. I know that you've got some stats to go through in a second about, about clubs who've, who've won or got placed in this market in the past. Uh, Bristol City got off to a pretty shoddy start. Um, but as we mentioned in, in the Tuesday pod, um, have turned it around with two away wins in the last couple of a couple of games. If you look at what happened last season as well, they uh, they finished up the season on 67 goals, which I think had them in, in fifth in the league. Wolves winning it with 82, Fulham with 79, but that was only um, five fewer than, than Aston Villa, who who got a place in this market, uh, I think. And yeah, and Lee Johnson's a manager who's always going to going to get players to score goals. We've seen him in, in the form with Andreas Feynman already that, that the way that they set up, the way they look to play on the front foot lends itself to goals and I think they are that 33 to 1 because of a slow start but actually you know they're picking up points now and, and I'd be very surprised if, if they didn't start scoring goals as well so my tip here for the for black types market the championship team score most is Bristol City at 33s have a little each way punt on that actually the winners of this market have also been the champions of the championship uh, for the last four seasons so Wolves last year Newcastle, Burnley and Bournemouth between them. Bournemouth were tied with Watford and Norwich. That was the top three of that division in 14-15. But we have seen some outsiders, or or not necessarily outsiders, but teams who didn't finish in the top two um, start to land some each-way money in this market. So in 15-16, you had Brentford, who came ninth. Uh, They finished on 72 goals, which was uh, a three-way tie for first. Uh, There was also a three-way tie the year after that with Newcastle, who were first Fulham in sixth, and Norwich in eighth. They all scored 85 goals. Uh, Last season, of course, Wolves, Fulham were second. They finished third. Uh, Villa third in this market. They finished fourth. Uh, In fifth, you had Hull, uh, or rather fourth equal, Hull and Derby on 70. Derby finishing sixth and Hull finishing 18th. So, you know, you're looking for... Ideally, the team that's going to win the league, but if you can also find a team that's going to score plenty and and get fairly close, then you're in for a bit of a treat. Uh, If you consider Brentford um, and their style of creating chances to be in some way similar to Fulham in the last few years, who've always been towards the top of this market then they are certainly an interesting bet at 20 to 1 I'll just flag up West Brom as well at 9 to 1 this is less to do with a managerial philosophy for, for which we're all still sort of finding out for Darren Moore uh, it's more to do with just pure absolute player quality and how, how stacked their attack is um, with Gale and Rodriguez and Barnes uh, with Phillips and players like that providing the bullets so I think that you know they've already got 13 goals from their five games they're one behind Leeds in that sense and I think that um, for West Brom that you know they could spend the season just really plundering goals whether or not they'll be actually in the top two I'm not sure but um, an interesting market a unique market uh, and one that it's certainly be quite a fun one to, to get involved with I think I think over the course of the season so make sure you let us know uh, what you think about this that this is the black type market for the team to score most goals Uh, And you can get each way stakes as well. So just let us know. Tweet us with who you fancy for this market and we'll see how we all get on. Uh, Now into the tips, George. And uh, let's make him snappy, shall we? Because uh, we want to keep this one uh, digestible for people's Thursday lunchtime. People have got places to be. Exactly. Uh, We'll start with your nap. Uh, This week you're going down to League One for your nap. Yeah, um, I am going to Fratton Park to be exact. Um, I flagged before the season started that I was a bit concerned about Plymouth this season uh, given that their run of form didn't really seem to add up with the performance data and that has come to fruition um, you know the 5-1 defeat against Peterborough 
doesn't look too pretty. And also they've struggled in games against, against some of the division's poorer teams, really. They've a one-all home draw against Wickham and a, and a one-nil um, defeat at Coventry. I think one point from those two games is a pretty meagre return. Um, last season, when, when we went to Fratton Park together, I left thinking that Pompey were no great shakes and made a few quid at the back end of the season by getting against them. Um, I had a completely the opposite uh, experience there a couple of weeks ago. Unbelievably functional, uh, very very strong at the back. Uh, a midfield who'll dominate play, and uh, and whether it's Pittman or Hawkins, two strikers who will absolutely relish the challenge at home against opposition centre backs. Yeah, Andre Green as well joining on loan from Abs- Villa. As, as you took the words out of my mouth there, um, and the addition of Green as well. I mean, if you, you assume he'll go straight into the team, and and you know he's a player that Villa fans seem pretty irked that they're not going to be able to see turning out for them this season. Uh, it's a huge huge signing at this level. Um, so. It's not glamorous. It's you know I, I got stung a bit by going for a short price fav um, in Villa last weekend, but I, I have no regrets there because we were minutes away from 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 copping. Um, so Portsmouth to beat Plymouth at seven to ten is my nap, and that comes from League One, and that at seven to ten is with Black Tight. My nap just shows the confidence of a punter on half decent form. Uh, I'm tipping Birmingham, who are a side that haven't actually won a game yet this season in the league. Uh, I'm tipping them to beat. QPR at home and there's uh, it's not just because QPR are terrible the worst defensive team this season in terms of XG conceded and in terms of goals conceded so uh, for once the stats fans and the actual results fans married uh, in 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 recognition of QPR's terrible defense Um, of course the West Brom game inflated those stats but they gave up plenty against Sheffield United and against Wigan as well. So uh, on, on the flip side, this Birmingham side have created more chances uh, than you might expect. Uh, last season, they were completely miserable when it came to creating chances. But under Gary Monk, they have improved and they've started this season um, relatively well uh, in, in every sense except for uh, converting their chances at a normal rate and conceding goals. Now we spoke about the goalkeeper issue on Monday's pod. Um, how much that affects them on a game-to-game basis, I'm not sure. Uh, if Lee Camp starts on Saturday, I would, I would obviously lose a, a bit of confidence in this tip. But generally, I think that Birmingham will dominate that game. Um, they're taking a lot of shots. They're sixth for shots inside the penalty area so far this season. I just feel like they're close to a win and that so far they've been pretty unlucky in a number of games, namely uh, the Swansea, uh, the Nottingham Forest and the Norwich draws. So um, I'm going to try and preemptively predict Birmingham's first win. So Birmingham, my nap to beat QPR on the weekend. They are at 21 to 10. So George, in the championship, who are you getting with? I'm looking at my notes and I'm seeing an away team. Yeah, it's a bit of a... I found it really difficult this week in the championship, I must say. Um, there wasn't necessarily a tip that really, really stood out. But uh, I have found an angle, uh, which is slightly... I mean, it's hard to take certain... You look at the cup games and it's very easy to look at the whole Derby game and see that Derby absolutely played them off the park and smashed them and then look at this game and think to yourself, well, why are they um, odds odds against? And I think you can that is a trap you, you can fall into. Um, priorities, obviously, for Hull will not lie um, in that game whatsoever. And I think that Derby... Um, for Frank Lampard at the moment any any win any footing any firm footing he can get is important so motivation may have been, played a big factor in that but having said that um, I do think the derby uh, last weekend showed that they are on the straight and narrow now they're on the right course um, I think Lampard maybe showed a bit of managerial flexibility early on where they seemed to slightly um, ease on the the 
deep possession retention style that he implemented early on. Uh, you mentioned in the, in the pod earlier in the week about Richie Keogh's pass stats being significantly down, which we can all agree is a good thing. Um, <laughs> that type of 13-8 to eight on Derby to win this, it's not a particularly strong fantasy. I think it's just a case of Hull being a, being a fairly poor team. Um, the psychological advantage that Derby will have going into the game should be fairly significant given what happened midweek in the Cup. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to, to stick a point on this without you know, really going in two-footed. My good form very much linked to Walsall's... I love how you keep referencing your own good form here. It's absolutely <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> well, you keep referencing your bad form, well, so yeah, I'm just trying to balance I, I think, it out. I think that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, no, I've got a lot to thank Walsall for um, the last few weeks. I have found ways of, of, uh, of, of finding winning tips on their games. And I'm going to back them again this weekend at home to Blackpool in League One. That's at 13 to 10 with Black Type. Uh, I'm backing them really because of what I touched on on Monday. They're in that special groove that you see um, fairly infrequently across the three divisions. But normally once or or twice across a season, uh, there'll be a team that you can just feel such positivity about. uh, And Walsall are currently that team for me. I think that it can continue for a little longer. They've had quite a kind start to the season in terms of fixtures. Uh, It continues this week at home to Blackpool, who are um, certainly no pushovers, but I think still a team, you know, who who lost their manager a few weeks ago, who are moving forward under a caretaker, um, who have a, 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 a sort of mediocre no, a medium squad, I'd say, for the, for the division. Um, but I just think they're going to get blown away like many opposition before them by Walsall. I'm not actually sure how long this Walsall run will be sustained. Um, if we come back to them, let's say, on the 1st of January, I think that some of the stats, uh, including the fact that they've faced the second most shots in the whole of the EFL um, and um, that they've scored the most goals from outside the box as well, I think some of those things might start to revert Uh, to the mean eventually but I'm happy to get with Walsall this weekend to beat Blackpool at home at 13 to 10 so that's the championship and league one covered off now George what about league two yeah league two this is an interesting one Um, taking on I think a team whose form is maybe slightly blown out of proportion and going with a team who may not look too hot on paper but actually if you delve deeper into their results I think are are maybe playing better than we think Um, Yeovil have obviously had some fantastic results this season already. Uh, the 4-0 win against Notts County, the highlight, and also a really impressive 2-0 win against Stevenage as well, having lots of their fans really taking to this team. Um, I think that given their perennial relegation struggle a tag, maybe um, given the good results, this is could see a bit of complacency maybe creep in. The games are less important currently. I think they're, there's going to be just that lack of real... Um, Incentive. I mean, I know obviously they're always competitive, but I do wonder when teams like Yeovil go on mini runs, they rarely last too long because realistically they're not going to find themselves up towards the top end of the table. Their striker, Alex Fisher, said when we interviewed him last week that, you know, it's important to remember against Notts County, whilst they did win 4-0, Notts County missed a lot of chances to get in the game as well, so that mm. score could flatter them. Grimsby, on the other hand, um, who I was obviously scathing about after that opening day uh, defeat to, For- to Forest Green, um, have had two really really good points in their last three games um, going to MK Dons and getting a point and also nearly getting all three against Lincoln before the, the obvious and perennial Johnny Kende penalty uh, made it one all um, and then in a way defeat to Newport who are three from three at home in the league so far this season so I just think that maybe 
despite no wins in the last four games, uh, Michael Jolly's Grimsby are performing a little bit better than bare form suggests. Uh, Black type a standout uh, on odds checker at six to four for Grimsby to win this game, and um, and I think that. I think, I think that just represents value. Um, I think these are two of the two teams who will end up in the bottom half of the table and given home comforts and, and the performances they've put in, I think that Grimsby at 64 is a cracking bet. I'm going to go with Lincoln uh, for me and it's no surprise because I've said it before, they've started the season so strongly. Uh, they've won all their games bar one. Uh, they've not necessarily been easy games either and uh, this weekend they head to Exeter. Clearly not an easy game. Exeter themselves started quite well. I think that the performance levels have dropped slightly in the last few weeks. Certainly, Exeter have not been dominating games to the same extent that they did on on opening day. Um, Lincoln, on the other hand, I don't think they necessarily need to dominate games. Uh, They've got a manager that shows more tactical flexibility than anyone else in League Two, uh, in Danny Cowley. Uh, They've got very many different ways of winning a game. Uh, They are always a huge threat from set pieces. They now have John Akinde up front who needs no introduction as a goal scorer at this level. And we saw last week just how strong that midfield is. Um, the departure of Woodyard doesn't seem to have affected them at all. Uh, and in Bostwick and Frecklington, O'Connor, um, Tom Pett, wingers uh, and, and the wingers Harry Anderson and Bruno Andrade, who has just stepped up to this level, Beautifully, it looks like an incredible football player, Andrade. And I know that the Lincoln fans are really excited about him. I think that they're stronger than Exeter. And I think that uh, with Cowley in charge, I'll always look to get with Lincoln at, at, at any time that they're a price that interests me. So with them at eight to five with black type, Lincoln to be Exeter away from home are my bet for the weekend. So uh, on to BTTS now, and then we'll give you a, a slightly longer odds bet bet uh, for those who want one of those George uh, my BTTS is Accrington versus Scunthorpe in League One that's at three to four with with black type Accrington have hit BTTS in every game since their opening day we saw them play at Oxford and they look like prime candidates for this Um, Oxford were able to get through them on a a number of occasions but Accrington equally um, put together attacks with with real ease actually and, and will always create goals um, I think and Scunthorpe uh, three BTTS in their five league games so far the other two were 3-0 and 5-0 defeats to Sunderland and Fleetwood those were all under Nick Dawes of course we now have Stuart McCall uh, I think that with Accrington fairly strong at home and Scunthorpe with you know that that hopefully a bit of a new manager bounce I think we'll see both teams notch in this one what about your good self well, you've kind of touched on some of the some of the thinking with mine when you talk about Accrington's um, ability to carve Oxford open at will, um, because I am looking at the um, at Sunderland versus Oxford as my BTTS game. We spoke to um, Connor Bromley from the Roker Report podcast uh, in our in our Tuesday pod, and he was pretty happy to to admit that whilst Sunderland are obviously picking up points with relative ease, the performances aren't necessarily matching it. Um, Oxford, despite basically not really registering any attacking performance data for the first few games of the season. Uh, weirdly, when Jamie Mackey was playing, but uh, no, that's a bit harsh. He's obviously not quite fit yet. So, um, But having said that, the change of personnel uh, further forward, the introduction of Gavin White, I mean, who looks just unbelievable. Uh, Marcus Brown on loan from West Ham, who again looks too good for this level. James Henry and Ricky Holmes. I mean, it's a hell of a conundrum for, for Carl Robinson to have to try and shoehorn that attacking quartet into some kind of a a feasible um, starting lineup. The chances are one of them will have to drop out, but that will cause any team problems. Uh, Sunderland have 
conceded goals in, in I think all of their games so far this season um, have been losing at half time often this season uh, conceded a lot of chances against the FC Wimbledon last weekend a lot of chances against Gillingham the weekend before despite the, the victories um, but I also have no doubt that cheered on by 30,000 plus um, fans uh, they will have, be able to carve through Oxford with relative ease as Accrington did so confident won this one 4-5 to five, BTTS yes at the Stadium of Light will be there and I'm looking forward to cheering on that Oxford goal and what's your longer odds punt this weekend? yeah it's, it's actually going back to League 2 um, in Swindon against um, MK Dons on, on the face of it Swindon um, look like a team who will score and concede at fairly high frequency um, so I think that is the reason why the uh, MK Dons and under two and a half is quite an attractive price um, mainly looking at MK Dons here I think Paul Tisdale has decided and implemented pretty early on um, a system which will mean that MK Dons are basically very hard to break down they'll be looking to win games uh, by the odd goal by keeping clean sheets and uh, and I think that they've got enough about them to really see Swindon off here um, with, with pretty with, with the professionalism and ease they've done so a lot of a lot of this season. If you look back at their recent results, they won one nil against Exeter. They drew one all against Grimsby, as we mentioned. A nil nil draw against uh, against um, Crew. A three nil win against Charlton. They're not going to concede many goals. So MK Dons and under two and a half at four to one with Black Type is basically covering the MK Dons one nil and two nil wins. So my longer odds shot is Luton to beat. Wickham minus one on the handicap. You can find that at 16 to five. Uh, my thought process here is that Luton and Wickham, who obviously both came up from League Two last season, I still think that there is uh, a gap in quality between the two sides, which Wickham can often make up through uh, application and and uh, and you know organisation, I suppose. But I, I've some concerns about the way that Wickham have started the season. They obviously got their first win last weekend in in, in an impressive showing, but I think that their defence can be got at. I think that Luton's attack is very, very strong. Uh, we know that they are um, one of the more exceptional sides at scoring from set pieces, which the same could be said for Wickham, to be fair. But I think there's a chance that if Luton uh, win this game, uh, they'll win it fairly comfortably. So Luton minus one at 16-5 to five is my pick there. That leaves us, George, with only one thing to say, and that is a roundup of our bets for the weekend. So uh, for George... He is going with Portsmouth at four to six or seven to ten rather for his nap. Um, in the championship, he's picking Derby, and in League Two, he's picking Grimsby. I'm picking Birmingham for my nap in the championship. Walsall in League One and Lincoln in League Two. Now that sixth fold is by miles the best price you'll find is black type there. That's Maybe no surprise, Black Type doing their best to make sure that you guys are going to get the best odds for everything that we tip up on the podcast. You can find that sixfold at 135.5 to 1 on Black Type. The next best price, looking at the odds checker bet basket, is 123 to 1. So there's a huge discrepancy there. Um, and, you know, if, if you're putting a couple of quid on a multi like this, then obviously, you know, that, that only gets bigger uh, the more... The more, uh, the more excited you get. So that's this week's sixfold: Derby, Birmingham, Pompey, Walsall, Lincoln, and Grimsby. Our BTTS tips are Sunderland versus Oxford, yes, and Accrington versus Scunthorpe, yes. And our longer odds: George has gone with MK Dons to win under two point five. I've gone with Luton minus one. And our match in focus: we are opposed here. George Middlesbrough draw no bet. Ali Leeds win with BTTS, yes. 
Blacktype on their website have a whole section dedicated to our tips. You can find that at blacktype.bet forward slash sportsbook forward slash soccer forward slash NTT20. (laughs) 